0: Salutations, you are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the commander format, also known as CDH. I'm one of your hosts, Lyndon, aka Noobsource, and today I'm joined by my co hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot. Hey, what's up? And Morgan, aka Spleenface. How's it going, everyone? And in this episode, we'll be covering Ghosts of Dex Past.
1: Ooh. Spooky. I was hoping that would come up in a better one before we actually got into the episode. This is, this is like a, Morgan watched me workshopping this title in real time and yeah. I couldn't quite get there. So the if still. if if the YouTube if the YouTube episode or like the episode title on all the streaming services and such ends up being different from what we just
0: said, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so what exactly I mean what you you workshopping the title. Well what is the episode about?
1: I mean, you you read the, you read the topic. I was. I did. I did read the, the topic. Title. Okay. But um, you yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's yeah. So we're each going to be going over um, and th- you know what? Well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give full attribution for this one. This is a uh, from thanks, friend of the thanks show. Thanks to Tim, Tim friend of the show. Um, that's Tim, first name, friend of the show, last name. <laughs> um, who yeah recommended the uh a topic of uh, you know talking through you know a couple a few decks uh that each of us have sort of played in the past but are sort of retired, or we don't play as much anymore. Um, and just sort of talking through what they taught us, how they sort of shaped us as CDH players, why we stopped playing them, etc. I think it'll be a good time, a good little retrospective to be paired with uh, something that I guess we can talk about in a sec.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I guess kind of like why... It can also be a bit of a dive into why you stop playing decks in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of abstracting from our individual anecdotes. Yeah, before we get into that, wait. (laughs) We're not going to talk about what what we've been doing since last episode. We've got a listener question shaking things up. Um, (laughs) This listener question comes to us from Mercy, who asks Did you guys die or did you just take a month and a half off? Well, this show was actually pre recorded. (laughs) (laughs) This was pre recorded in July. This has been recording July uh, 2023 um this is just you know a, a late release no it's uh yeah things just got <laughs> hectic schedule wise we had a couple um well we had one recording session kind of scheduled things kind of fell apart and then the holidays hit so it was just kind of difficult to get everyone together and it's like eh, we'll just <laughs> just just sort of
1: it. snowballs yeah
0: <laughs> well we'll just do it in our year in review right and then uh. Well, our year in review got uh, postponed because of uh, some more issues with yeah. <laughs> uh, scheduling. So, yep. Well, here we are. Yeah, um,
2: we we had uh, some illness, and then and then we had a blizzard. That uh, that's why this isn't uh, the year in review. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. <laughs> so
1: this we are currently recording at the time when we would actually be doing a year in review, but you know. Well, at least we're getting something down on paper, on the permanent record. Yeah.
2: But we will, uh, we will be pausing the Patreon for uh, a month or two because we promised people episodes that we did not deliver, so, uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't want to be charging people for, for work we didn't do, um, so, for Patreon, uh, just to let you know, thank you for your continuing support, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll. We'll skip out on a couple of months since uh, we, we owe you
3: some
0: episodes. Yeah. Um, cool. And I guess, you know what, we're, 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 since we've already kind of messed with the uh, traditional formatting of the show, we did just mention the year in review, and we're going to cover this in mm-hmm. new developments, where this was going to be covered in new developments, but we are still planning to do our year in review. Um, yep. And it's actually going to be this Coming Friday uh, from
1: the release of this episode, yeah, which the, will be the nineteenth. The... Yeah, there you <laughs> go, Friday the nineteenth.
0: Um, time probably later in the day, like maybe nine p.m. We'll check.
1: Sorry, <laughs> yeah.
0: check the uh, check the Discord. We'll have a uh, an announcement on with like a exact start time. Uh, you can follow it on Twitch, or you know, eventually just watch catch it on YouTube. Always a fun time doing our year-in-review. Um, yeah. Go cool, cool. Stay tuned for that. Um, cool. so without further ado, let's jump into housekeeping. And in housekeeping, as always, we like to give a shout-out to our new patrons. So, big shout-outs to Weird Kids. <laughs> you rock. Um, and honestly, and also- <laughs> isn't that
2: just just so fitting? Yeah. <laughs> our community just... Bunch of weird kids.
0: Well, I, so Absolutely. did we? Did we address the um the 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 patron name that we messed up because we didn't say you rock on on show on, on, it. on air? Oh, eventually, yeah, the... yeah. Okay, yeah. the the we did scissors we... and you rock. Oh my god,
1: I feel like I feel like no, I feel like we noticed that and that was like the last episode that we did before we went on like a mini hiatus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. We, we really let the community down on that one. Uh, that we add another month to the Patreon pause for just for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, thank you for becoming a new patron. You're gonna get a couple of months off, but uh, um, yeah, it's very much appreciated. Cool. Um, so that brings us to new developments, and I'll uh, pass this on to you guys.
2: Yeah, so I guess uh, the first one we got is uh, that Reed and I will be at MagicCon Chicago on uh, February. It was the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, I believe. Ish. Uh, so yeah, uh, come on. If you are there? Come on down, say hi. We can jam some games, hang out, have a good time.
3: Twenty third to the twenty fifth of February. Yes. And yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a good one. Um. They're also, oh god, I know there are a couple of other events that I'm
1: probably making it out to, but I will talk about those in uh next couple of episodes, because it's not quite figured out yet, and I don't have the things for them on hand, but um, at least for a heads up, there is going to be a, a tournament being run in Boston that I'm probably going to be making it out too, uh which is gonna be a good time so if you're in that area make sure to check and i'll drop a link for that in the next episode probably so just keep up there uh and then there's also i believe going to be a tournament happening in toronto um if anybody is in sort of our area um at the Harry tarantula that we can uh, um actually i have this right here so i can just read this off and we can do this promo now uh because we're probably going to end up going to that at least me and morgan uh presumably we're going to drag Lyndon out as well because it's like uh, it's, right If here. it's in toronto i'm going yeah yeah. yeah um so it's going to be uh cdh at the hairy tarantula uh march 16th um so it looks pretty good and we'll put the uh put the link for that in the description here so if anybody's around i th- believe so pricing looks like it's going to be trop for a first um a revised booster for second, which is pretty sick, and then some, uh, fancy cavern of Souls for, uh, third and fourth, so, yeah.
2: Remember is it when- Is bad that I kind of want the CDH revised The revised, I was about to say
1: like, get the revised booster over the drop. <laughs>
0: I was going to say remember when uh, the prizing for CDH tournaments of like this kind of scale was just like a firm handshake and a you yeah. know pat on the back I I, I remember <laughs> winning
1: many a firm handshake
2: absolutely yeah that's
0: <laughs> like it's you you go to like some LGS and they're like running them in every city like pretty regularly and it's like yeah duels it's like what oh, shit. like that's crazy it's so crazy i love it um yeah and that kind of wraps up new developments uh so on to the main topic of the show, which is the ghosts of Dex past.
1: The Dex of Christmas past? One of them works better. Dex of Christmas past works if we actually released this episode when we were supposed to record it, which is like <laughs> two months ago, yeah, <laughs> like right yeah. before Christmas. But you know, we could, we could double dip here. We could, we could be like a bit belated on the holiday spirit for the naming.
0: Um. Okay, so I mean, we don't really have a lot of detailed show notes on this. Our show notes is basically just the list of decks that we kind of want to talk about. Turns Um, out, we
1: don't really need that many show notes for talking about decks that we've all played extensively or, like, have witnessed each other play extensively and, like, have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and this kind of goes to our, um... We did the the episode recently where it was, like, more of a loose kind of format, kind of just talking with some rough structure and ideas. And I think we're gonna gonna keep playing with that because there was a lot of positive feedback, so, um... Yeah, if you guys like the format of the show that we're, you know, kind of more loose and whatever, then yeah, definitely let us know in the Discord, please. Okay, but yeah, on to our old decks. So... I've got, okay, I've got a lot more listed here than You have a
1: lot. I think you're going to have to do some grouping. I, well, some they're already grouped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to you have to do some yeah, you have to do some, some of these are, are
0: going to be kind of glazed over, even though Maybe just go each one of these <laughs> deserves their own full two-hour long episode. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, my first little bullet point is Marin, Veralz, and Gitrog. Um, Marin being like the very first deck I kind of got into CDH with. Verals being the first real-ish CDH deck I played, and then Gitrog being what this kind of Golgari pile of decks eventually became. And Verals, Marin, they kind of transformed into Gitrog, so I was never really going to go back to them. They're fun. You know, I learned a lot in terms of like CDH getting into this um, from Marin and Verals. But then, yeah, Gitrog really kind of barged onto the CDH scene with that deck. And just haven't been playing it really at all recently. Even though I feel like a lot of people will associate me with Gitrog a lot. Um, <laughs> Probably still Gitrog. It's like a core part of your online <laughs> brand. Um. And the the funny thing is, even on the Gitrog server, there's like a joke where you you ascend to uh, you get like Toad Sage and then Top Frog, and then you just then you the, the further up you the go, the, the less Gitrog you play.
2: Um. And a lot of the it reward for mastery of Gitrog yeah, is, is that you don't is have to play Gitrog, Gitrog, Gitrog anymore. anymore. Gitrog <laughs> is a free elf. <laughs> yeah. So the,
0: um, I think the thing with Gitrog, I, I do enjoy playing the deck, but I played it so, like every game for what felt like two years at least, uh, and did a lot of advancements. And it just, a lot of where I derive my pleasure in CDH is kind of refining, tuning, and discovering, and brewing. Um, So I got a lot of enjoyment playing Gitrog initially, and tuning it to where I thought the list was, like, super tight. And the list has been in that state for years now. Like, uh, the only thing that really changes is whenever a new card comes out, and Gitrog needs to adjust to the meta, or, you know, incorporate this, and then everyone gets together to discuss. But right now it's kind of just like uh, going, if I play it, it's just going back to uh, to relive the glory days, you know, and I that's just uh, there's so many other decks that I'm interested in working on and I want to get actual gameplay data on that it kind of makes it hard to go back to get wrong, and so I keep pilfering my list um, like my physical list for cards You're like, ah, I'll just take this one and put it over here and blah blah blah, and then it's like 15 cards short, and it's like ah, do I really want to re-proxy everything out to you know, rebuild this list so I can play it so when I eventually do move to like fully proxy and I just have every deck sitting at like fully complete built, then I'll probably go back to get Rugmore. more, but until then, um, sadly it's just looking at me in the corner and like crying. And staring wistfully. Yeah, dude, I, and I, I have some sweet, that's the only deck where I have like I bought some sick altars for that deck. And like, shelled out some real money. So it's like pimped out and, it's, and I'm just not using <laughs> just those sitting, cards. not yeah. being used at all. Oh, uh, it's sad.
1: I feel like there's also something to be said that, like, I feel like it's. Gitrog's one of those decks that, unless you're a very specific type of person, it feels sort of easy to burn out on in terms of, like. I feel like if you, once you get to a certain caliber of player and, like, playing in a certain caliber of pods, it feels like Gitrog, you can get burned out on that playstyle, like, pretty quickly. Because it's like. A deck with a lot of strategic depth, as long as you get to like get to the starting line, but like there are a lot of pods where you're just not even going to get to the starting line, and then there's just like no depth to it. You're just like, well, all right, I guess we're just like (laughs) rolling the dice to get to play the actual interesting game, and then the other half of the time it's just like not interesting and I'm losing.
0: Yeah, well, it does. It it is more like, I mean, Verals was listed here, and there's some other decks listed here where you, you, if you, Did they they experience that a lot more? Gitrog oh, does lovely. have a bit I, of leeway. I, I think I think Gitrog Get yeah. gets that
1: even more though in terms of like, I Gitrog basically has no game without Gitrog in play, um, unless you have like,
0: I mean, unless you have ad nauseum. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of things that you can do without Gitrog playing. Like since we've we've gotten a lot more stuff, tools yeah. to like play rush Gitrog out. I I do think though it's like, there there is that that aspect of you know getting to the starting line to have like a true like, like it's not like you you're not completely out of the game you still have game plans but you're not you don't have access to your full set of tools, um in the way that, that yeah and like you're, like you're not like
1: you know drawing additional cards you're not like interacting to the like you you sort of have a hard time drawing the game out to the same extent or like but the navigating the worst around thing, like weird states
0: the worst thing about Gitrog is that it feels like people always accurately assess or over assess its threat level now and it's like and and i'd say over because it, it was accurate for a while when it was maybe sitting in the tier 1.5 range um now it is like two comfortably you know and and not like at the top end of two, two and a bit yeah yeah so <laughs> is that even does it even 2.5 i I, I i would still say it sits at two um but yeah, it it is just it depends on how strict you're being with one. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But it it gets it it gets a lot of respect. Um, I mean, it it's a threat. It can do very threatening things. It deserves respect. But it it gets a little too much respect. Um, and so it's just, I like playing some of these more. And it feels weird that like Gitrog could even be considered a. Like I just don't see that deck really anymore. Like from even though those the server is huge and Which, you're still
1: I mean, getting I'm, new pilots. I'm not so super surprised just because like especially the the place where you would see it is when you say I don't see that deck anymore that's because you probably you don't see it in tournament settings which is probably correct like I feel like there are probably still a lot of gitrog pods they're probably just playing gitrog at like local events or like just local play groups not necessarily bringing it to tournaments Because it's that, actually like, so
0: funny Um at uh, the punt city that I went to um you you guys you guys did not pun city sorry um a buff police that I went to mm. uh you guys couldn't make it out, but I went with um a, uh someone from the Gitrog server, small and uh, he he made a trip up from Michigan. We were. Chilling down at the tournament, and there was a Get Rog player. Neither of us playing Get Rog. Both of us like have years of experience playing Get Rog, yeah. and we're just sitting in the background. We're talking with Dad, <laughs> watching. Like, oh, we, we, you know, this is how he's messing up right now, and blah blah blah. And then later on, <laughs> he came to the Get Rog server, was talking, and he was like, "Oh my god, you guys were there!" Like, uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I like, I love that watching. um people play get Rog and then being like, yeah, you're doing this wrong. Like that's, that's still
1: fun. <laughs> <for me. laughs> little loves just sneak dissing everybody that plays his yeah. decks and just like just the, the, just the air superiority. No, the superiority. no, 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 no. <laughs> Um,
0: but it, it is funny that like, cause it feels like years and years ago I went through all of these trials myself and kind of just like got through, it. but it, it's still fun to see like, you know, I mean on the get Rogue server, we help set up all kinds of things like, uh, you know, for new players, GetRug questions. We put all this energy into a primer, lots of resources, and then you know, you still see people like you know having to, to learn all of this stuff themselves. And it's kind of just like it's fun because you get to look back and be like, man, can't believe that's like that's where I used to be in terms of Gitrog all understanding, and
3: you know come so long, so far. Yeah. So okay. the question that I have before we get into any of my first picks here is, uh,
1: why'd you drop for alls, buddy? You could've been on the team.
0: <laughs> Look, Veral's Veral's was a it's a good one trick man, you know. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's a fantastic one trick. It's so much. It's also a great character builder, I think.
0: Well, it really taught me deck. like how to be how to play CD like cuz Merin um which I still do consider CDH especially like the way I ended up building it with like hulk and like that, and you know, you could argue is on the edge of high power, yeah. It also fringe
1: Marin Marin still, even like fully optimized, Marin, doesn't really t- like teach you how to play CDH necessarily. It sort of tells you no. how to play Marin around CDH,
0: yes, yes. Um, and it was very going to Veral's really gave me a taste for like you need to shift your game plan to being hyper proactive, mm-hmm. um, and you. You are kind of all in, and and then Gitrog really was nice to. Well, I I played Vorals enough to be like, well, I kind of get the idea here, and then I was like, I this is not like my <laughs> this is not my forever deck. And then when I found Gitrog, it it had that level of complexity and really kind of bridged the gap. It's Like, well, you can go long, you can grind, but you can go fast, and you you can have some resiliency, different like pivot points, and that that that's really what kind of steered me away from Vorals was that there was just a. Something more suited to my my tastes. Just mm. right right there in Golgari. Betrayer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and honestly, um, okay, I'll just want to say, if when I played, went from Varel's to Gitrog, and this is something that I think is so funny, because right, I would not say, and, and you guys can comment on this, I am the least tier horror person on this podcast. And I actively, if something is too good, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this later, I've got something on this list, um, as well, but if something is too good, I I kind of actively find myself um like I have an active aversion to it,
1: moving away from it. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and Gitrog is like in Golgari. It was literally at the time like this is undisputably the best Golgari deck, and it is super popular. Like it, <laughs> it, yeah, it felt absolutely. like such a a non-Linden move. Gitrog was like the time. probably like the second most played
1: deck for like a while. Like, it, it yeah. was, like, Godot before Godot. And yeah, then even well, like it's still, Godot like, the biggest server. Godot. It's like, got
0: huge recognition. Like, like, yeah, it's...
1: I guess Goto was Winoda before Winota, and Get Rock yes. was Godot before Godot. Yes, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the train a of lineage there for, like, uh, popular <laughs> decks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I guess Winoda's sort of dead now. I don't know. Like, Winota is sort of dead now, and I don't even know, like, where people are. Like, what's the current Winota equivalent, is the question? Blue Farm. I don't know. No, it's no, no, no. It's it's like one of the what's the Morgan? You're probably gonna have the best idea of this here, but I don't know. Like, I don't fucking,
2: I I don't think there's kind like it's an too complex. Play. It's just like not a good, I cool mean, one, right? I don't know. I guess, or go to, like,
0: to CDH Twitter, whatever they're fucking showing. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever, whatever. I feel like you like. could make no, arguments there's a very that specific. some people play Tivit like it's
2: goto or whatever. That's that's reasonable. Tivit yeah. is it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to be clear. I don't actually think that's like, yeah. And you you shouldn't
1: be playing it like it's Goto, but people definitely do. <laughs> I don't know.
3: I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, read you.
1: Yeah. Um, I think probably the big one, big initial one, if we're gonna go in chronological order, which I guess we just are. Um, it's gotta be Solvala because uh, first like real CDH deck, and uh, yeah, that one was interesting i sort of um i that one was the first one that i actually owned pieces of irl and i still like i i think i owned Saval's probably the second most complete deck that i own aside from tnt right now i guess like some five color stuff um at this point but yeah it's just like the introduction to the format and uh i don't know it helps you i i don't know i i feel like savala didn't do a whole lot of run development as a CDH player, aside from getting me an understanding of how mono-green combo lines work, and getting an understanding that all mono-green decks are sort of the same deck at their core. <laughs> like That's all just... not true.
0: There's another it... one on this list that is function functionally very different.
1: <laughs> That's... I... I, I'm just gonna name drop now Yasson is the same mono green deck no. as like every other mono green deck it just no, so happens high. that the, the, it has more stuff surrounding the, the central core but the central core is the same shit which is just like you're eventually finding like some like teamer saber toothy wire woody thing to like eventually combo off with and then like it just the pieces that interlock with that might be different depending on the commanders. no 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 absolutely
0: not first of all now, now it's a shia a lineage, now it's a shia there's a lineage of Ranger, of but. Of mono green storm decks, okay. There's, yes. there's, Marwin, there's, Selvalla, there's there's Marwyn there's Salvala there's you yes. could you could put in uh a Shayan What I'm Set- saying is
1: those are all secretly the same as all the mono green control decks because they no, all end no, the game using no, the same no. cards and use the same toolbox pieces to no, get there. <laughs> this
0: is this is unacceptable. It's an like unacceptable 15,
1: opinion. 15 cards of the deck are various degrees of bad green creature tutors like <laughs> Eason cuts down on this because he has a the function of the zone card pool. It.
0: That's a function yeah, of the card yeah, pool. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. All Mono of Green the, decks the way were, are the
1: same and were the same because no. of the card pool. You're absolutely
0: delusional. <laughs> There's but only so on.
1: many ways to win the game in Mono Green and they're all, like, all the good ones are played in all the Mono Green decks. I'm Dude, sorry. every deck that
0: plays <laughs> Thoracle Consult is literally identically the same because they win the game the same way. Read. 2020.
1: Uh, yeah, except if, like, all the ways that all those decks found Oracle Console, and honestly, like, a lot of those <laughs> no, decks are they all the, of the same. No, they'll be all the same
0: black decks. tutors, bro. They, are, they
1: are sort of all the same <laughs> decks. I, I mean, all, there are all, a most lot of Oracle
0: decks Console
2: decks that are all the same, same deck.
0: deck. Yes, yeah. but not everyone is the same. But those, That's I point. Think, yeah. I think there but... are Oracle Console <laughs> decks that share Blue Farm is exactly the same as Thrasios Tim, is exactly the same as Tivet, is exactly the same as Najila. like, come on, man.
2: Okay, but, like, Blue farm is the same as like a
0: Kinan Basalt, Nas, eye, and Kenworth, Thrasios, Timna like those a are lot like...
2: of the time and like yeah.
0: Yes, there are decks that have similarities. I'm not saying every green deck but is its own anyway. unique special person. Anyway, I'm, not, I'm the just point saying being, is not Solvola,
1: so taught me that all mono green decks are the same, and then you can basically like piece together you can you can figure out how all the mono green decks win as soon as you learn one of them. Uh, which is why I get to, like, <laughs> I I just, I have multiple distinct experiences, like, talking to somebody about their Monogary Day. It's, like, Yeva, or Marwin or Ashaya, or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah, so, like, the, the wind lines are, like, pretty complex, but X, and I'm just like, no, no, no yeah, I, I get it. I, I I get what the wind lines are. It, they're all sort of the same wind line, just, like, packaged in different ways. I get it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so, well, I don't know, so well, it's sort of interesting, because it's also, like, it gets you... It gets you in a place if you start playing it first. And I I don't think I'd recommend anybody to start the format with Silvalla at this point. It's sort of hard to recommend Silvalla at all unless you're doing like some truly innovative stuff with it with like chunky mid-range Silvalla which I think is probably still underexplored but nah, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think like the Storm versions of Silvalla were just like sort of interesting at the time for like figuring out, you know getting like a good concept of like interlocking wind pieces and like it's, like, sort of one-dimensional, but there's, like, a bit of variation in how you have to carry out the game plans and stuff. And, like, sets up a bit, although I think a lot of the... At least my development as a player came after this deck, but, yeah. Cranky's and I think so, Sorry,
2: when you when you say sorry. chunky midrange range all is underexplored, you just mean, like, we don't fully understand exactly the depths of how bad it is? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, there's also... I don't know. It's like... It's got
0: playing, some weird stuff Playing going mid-range on creatures is just good it, sometimes.
1: It can consistently go bigger than Kinnon in terms of mana production, but like you're dropping in stuff, that's a lot, lot worse in your command like you need the payoff for your mana, which is the issue. Um, unless you're so like Vala plus sex. void winner. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah, that's you're you're just like hard casting stuff like void winner or like, you know, just like fat things mm-hmm. that do mid-range stuff and like sort of, that's good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> something like that. And then, yeah, I think I just sort of dropped Zavala after a while because it's, um, yeah, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I find mono Green in general to be a bit one-dimensional, especially Zavala tends to be one-dimensional a lot of the time um, without your commander. And, you know, I was just looking for looking for better stuff, looking for a bit more interesting stuff. Just, I'm always a fan of uh, brewing, and at that point, anyway, like, I... I have always sort of liked playing the best decks that I have access to or that, like, I can reasonably play in tournaments. Um, and at this point in my playing of CDH, I was not yet at a point where I felt like I was playing the best deck that I knew of yet. And so there was, like, a while to go before I got to a point where I, like, stabilized what tournament deck I, was, I ended up playing. And, like, honestly, there, were, there weren't really even that many tournaments at this point, so it's, like, sort of hard to say that
3: I was looking for a tournament deck necessarily. Yes.
2: Morgan? Sure. Uh, so, uh, my decks are uh, Kess and Anala, which I lumped together. Um, and I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, while they, they did play out slightly differently, and that, you know, Anala not having any sort of value in the command zone, or like card advantage or recovery in the command zone, uh, forced into more all in situations they both were like pretty all in and were i think a good learning experience for like uh when to go for it um because like definitely as a player that's something that i think uh i've struggled with historically like playing overly conservatively um so those definitely helped um i played I guess I'll I can I can lump in I play Castia and I'll say old Kenrith like I do still play Kenrith but I'm talking Kenrith Flash Hulk, um, and those those were uh very much like mirror breakers, um, where there was like a time where, uh you know it was it was all about value and so just getting something, uh, getting something yeah, that just uh, like but like uh you know could go like that little bit bigger that little bit uh deeper on card advantage um like Kestia could attack when uh when like Timna couldn't it's, and yeah, it's could just the, could cap out at like a few more cards. Uh, uh the
1: dumbest, the dumbest justification for pulling a band commander, <laughs> but like the fact that it actually worked. It worked an unreasonable amount. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm just gonna like cast this Kestia and then like put a curiosity on some dude that I have lying around and just like draw a couple of cards
3: a turn when you can't. <laughs> Feels good, man. Feels so good. <laughs>
2: So yeah, those are <laughs> definitely some of the some of the decks.
0: Yeah, that, I, I don't know. Uh, I, but, I feel like you can delve more into your kind of like Kess era, man. That was a that Yeah, was a long I I,
1: time, I was man. about to say because I don't know. I when I started playing with Morgan, like I you I guess you were playing Moldroth at the time, but when we really started playing at like local events and stuff, um like local group get togethers, like you were on Kess for a while, like a long, long time. I remember um, Kessel like I feel like, and, like
0: Kess was Morgan like selling out to being that was. I feel like that was your first like all big...
1: your context, like you you having the context of having played with them before. But for me, like yeah. Morgan was just like the cast dude for a long time. For oh me.
2: no,
0: he for sure. I was, mean that was yeah. that was
2: the the deck that I like got the cards for first. Um, because when when I was right. still at school, uh, I I bought the 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 wizard precon and was playing Marisol like more casually, and then uh had cast it was originally like cast turns. Uh, quote casually and then and then uh and then it became like high tide storm and then it became uh consult. so yeah i guess i i played through like all the developments of Kess. we 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 played paradox engine we played aetherflux reservoir we had uh you cast a lot of pyroclasms. Yeah, I did. That was uh that was another like like a lot of pyroclasms. Uh, massacre cast massacre. Possibly my favorite yeah, play. Like, <laughs> just Like, cool, I'm going to pay four mana for eat, my commander and also wiping shit, dark everyone dark else's board. <laughs> good. Um Yeah, and it was it was uh I mean at the time it was very much like a dichotomy of uh of like very like creature focused usually hulk decks but it could also be like cats or uh i mean some people were doing like pod stuff um and then there was like the the storm decks uh and those were like sort of the two main uh the two main lo- like i don't know super archetype i feel like that's, I don't like that term because archetype is a I
1: I mean, the, the 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 clearest division at the top of the format, and there wasn't, I guess, there wasn't necessarily a top of the format at the time in terms of turnaround results and events and stuff, but, like, it was just sort of, the dichotomy was, like, do you want to play Flash or do you want to play Paradox Engine?
2: Basically, yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was, I think, it was a good place for me to start because, obviously, like, I feel like now I've definitely shifted more into the at least the spiritual successor of of Flash Hulk's obviously Flash itself is banned, but uh... I I don't know. I feel like
1: I don't know. I feel like you. I aside from when you were playing, let me know if I'm stepping on your toes here. But I I I, I sort of want to dig into some of this because I feel like you were always sort of on the side of playing closer to not necessarily the paradoxical or like uh, paradox engine stuff, but like. Definitely cast style thrust him to mid range decks like cats is like definitely i I don't know at least the way that you played it cats felt closer to it like cast mid
2: range control <laughs> than flash well I guess when I got my start on cats that was like an attempt to move uh to move like opus thief stuff into those colors um but I mean I don't know that that I feel like that experiment ended a while ago, and then I spent a while doing like like sacred stuff and hermit druid and then like stax cats I was on for a while all of which I think is very much like the creature side of things um, Sure. yeah yeah but i i guess like i yeah obviously i do experiment and i play like more stormy decks like for fun um and i think i i think there's like a chance that if i had hadn't started with something like Kess and i just started on something like TNT I, like, might not. Like, I might not have Vadric together
3: now if I'd started on TNT. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Vadric is just, like, the perfect... Vadric's, <laughs> like, the perfect
1: <laughs> motivator, commander for, like, actually playing, like, sort of manualish Storm. <laughs> I love Vadric. <laughs> really so cool. fun. Dude, deck's hot. Deck's very fun to play.
0: He's in... He's in the... Baral family of decks, but he's like just it's definitely dead. not, <laughs> definitely not the Baral it, family of decks. No, this is, it is in the Baral family of decks where your commander just purely discounts instant source. No, it's but, it's not the yeah, same But it does so much more. It does because its its effect is much stronger. It lets you uh, it lets you well, actually let's, do beyond control. Do you, and okay, no, no,
1: okay, we're getting into semantic argument here because we're in a frame form podcast and I want to get this out of you and I want to have this discussion. Is Mizzix in the family of Baral style decks? Yeah. You deranged.
0: I mean, I also say that that Thada Adele is in the Brawl family of decks.
1: That's more understandable than saying that Misx is in the Brawl style of deck, like the Brawl family.
0: Look, Brawl.
1: You're saying, you're, you're Baral, saying Baral, The Brawl family stands okay, over Lyndon, everything Lyndon. that either discounts Incident the sorceries is, or
2: plays Monoblue on control. Kikar in the Brawl family of decks.
0: Yes. <laughs> there there's, there's no saving no here here's here's I, what i'm saying I'm, I'm they're not this one i the, thought the, i wanted the smoke i didn't want <laughs> the smoke the family the family of decks isn't it, it's not like you know They're. it's all like it's like man they're they're like second cousins okay like they you're distant relatives. Bro, you, you gotta...
2: They're,
1: they're you related. To, it like, it's just like every CDH deck is like the descendant of like, okay, so what's the, what's the uh, Ostropithecus of CDH decks yeah. then? Because we're gonna we're gonna walk through the entire family tree here. Well, I mean, the
0: answer, the answer to that is uh, Dralnu, so... Uh. <laughs> I don't even think that's true.
2: <laughs> like, I think, I think that many of the decks... Or, like, many the lineage of many CDH decks doesn't actually trace back to, like,
0: no, like, no. I think there's some I, interesting I, I lineages. Of them,
2: I think, I think,
1: uh, Carador is probably the progenitor of one of the main lineages.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Um,
1: which persists to this day. I think that one's split <laughs> a bit, but like, honestly, it's still pretty centralized, right? Which is just no, like that's the, a very
0: narrow the family, non, but...
1: the non blue stacksy creature thing. But like is still with like actively trying to present win cons.
0: Here's the fucked up thing is that I don't <laughs> is that you could you, you could very, very easily argue that uh, the the decks. I don't view Baral and Jace JVP as being related. But the, okay, but this is, this is, this is, this is, this this is making it even harder to understand because because you're because I think you could argue that JVP is closer related is sort of related if Fad and, and
1: Adele is related, <laughs> to, yeah, because like JVP is clearly related to physics and Magic. like, look man, inextricably just, related.
0: I just I just see the world. I'm just built different. Okay, I just see yeah, things I, on a deeper I, level built, than you guys. Built different.
1: <laughs> Parentheses derogatory. Like,
0: <laughs> look, I've I've got more microplastics in my body than just about anyone. Leonard's <laughs> like and it's me like his his
1: brain cavity is fifty
2: percent microplastics at this point. <laughs> I, it's bad. It's real bad. I just, I don't. I, okay, I guess like I see. This is like, this is like Baby's first CDH take, where it's like, they both say cost less to cast, and then you just (laughs) stop thinking. But like... No, no. Okay, the fact that Baral... Sometimes
0: Return to Simplicity is good. The fact that Baral is capped at one
2: means that you don't build the deck with the intent of, like, abusing big mana.
3: Like ever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's no, just no, not, no, which no, is just no. like a key feature a of decks like
2: Vadric yeah. and But fundamentally
0: fundamentally JVP <laughs> fu- Fundamentally the 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 thing that I make that the makes them in the same family to me is that the mana cost discount changes how you evaluate the cards that are go like because, I mean, obviously you can say that for, like, most decks. Like, well, the fact that it has this unique ability changes how you evaluate the cards that go into the deck. But it, you, it changes how you evaluate them along a similar axis, which is the mana cost portion of card evaluation. Okay,
2: but, like, <laughs> th- this comparing these types of mana reduction so, is like, so, saying, so that so it's like saying that a mana door can dockside <laughs> fundamentally do the same thing. Don't don't get it. They're, they're, related. He, no, he's they're turned, related. Oh my god! i, am so, <laughs> I, I want rituals to.
1: rituals are part of there. the ramp family. <laughs> so what you're saying is old original Joda is in the same family as Brawl because it changes how you evaluate look, cards because okay, it changes the mana cost. You, you
0: guys, okay? Ramp and and dog side that's like you know humans and chimpanzees. Okay, they're they're they are related. They're closely, but it's not it's not. Uh, you know, insects to to dogs. Like, come on. Come on.
2: I I don't even know what you're trying to say.
1: (laughs) Dockside's actually a mutt. He's a (laughs) he's a really muddy crossbreed between the dork family line and the rock family line. (laughs) And like and like there's like a bit of rustic study in there. He's like one percent rustic study. Hold hold on, hold on. How I
0: was gonna say it's it's Rhystic Study? In the Rhystic Study family?
1: No. Yeah. It triggers based off of opponent game actions and opponent board state. There's like, there's like a bit of that family line in there. He's okay, like 1% yeah. Ashkenazi yeah, 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 as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see it. I see the vision now. You know, you know where I'm coming from here? You know, like uh, 5% Sub Saharan African, 1% Ashkenazi Jew, like, you know, like 2% yeah, 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 North, yeah. North European.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, well, I, I am okay. doing, doing the 23
1: been and me bit. If nobody, if if, 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 if if people are missing where I'm up. coming from here, just like I'm doing the 23 and me
0: bit. No, Reed, <laughs> just... I see it, man. Don't, don't. <laughs> I, justify, I know. Don't Morgan, Morgan, just... with Morgan Morgan. With the Morgan had, over here. Morgan had to. bring it up. So now I have to explain myself.
1: Well, it's. I is that not like the. Anyway,
0: I'm. I'm moving on. No, read. Read. I. I stand with you. Just, yeah. yep. you know what, you know what? You. that's that's honestly i
2: 100 percent agree i think that reed and linden are clearly aligned in this
0: discussion yeah. <laughs> we go for the same family tree man. i don't know what to tell you we're your second cousin um Okay, that was a fun. Okay, so I mean, okay, we, we talked, we mentioned Brawl. Somebody, and Theta, I, yeah.
1: I want I want comments. Nobody can. Nobody's actually allowed to go back and count, but you need to give us your best estimate in the comments of how many degrees separated from the main topic we got there. How far that tangent went. All right, getting back. It was now. perfectly aligned with
0: what we're talking about. Um, okay, so I mean, Brawl and Thado were mentioned. Uh, so I'm just gonna talk about them. Um, they're on my list. I view them as part of the same family. In fact, I view a lot of, um, things within that, that, that family and and kind of lineage. And Baral was, I, I, my time playing Baral, I think really evolved me as not only a deck builder and brewer, um, because I really had to shift the way I evaluated cards, um, when I built that deck, but it really leveled me up. just technically as a player because that deck is so unforgiving um because it's kind of just dog that you need to uh you 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 really need to just get every last drop out of that uh read no (laughs) No, Uh, um you have to get every last drop out of that deck to to get a win it really it gives you nothing for free um, everything, everything is earned. Um, and it's like, you're, you're building up what feels like fractional advantage, like every turn, every, every time you cast a spell, it really forced me to be, to learn how to counter spells properly. Um, really evaluate whether or not, cause you're trying to win in the ultra late game and it's not like you have a great engine that goes in the great, in the ultra late game. So it really teaches you how to dismantle an opponent's deck and they understand their engine, how it works, what are the key pieces you need to interact with, and just utterly dismantle them. And you need to do that to three players while maintaining control of the game and then and the deck, even then, the deck does not have the tools to do that on its own. <laughs> you, need you, to, you need to you need to become you just get
1: to participate in them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you need to you just need to become like really good politically and bullying people and 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 just understanding like making deals it 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 really forced me to just evolve so much in in those respects um but like it it, it, i and i also really enjoyed my time playing that deck so now i i tend to lean towards decks as like my some of my favorite decks that i play currently are ones that really have that control backbone that that let me leverage my kind of political tools and and it, it really it feels nice it feels like the um the uh naruto like rockley versus gara fight when rockley drops all of his uh his weights and that's what it feels like to play baral you're... for a long time and then just, yeah, and just then... play anything better like and that's the thing is everything is better than baral Right? Except so, I'm about
1: to say, except it's like if Rockley dropped his weights and then it was just real instead of like an actual yeah.
0: good deck. That's what I am saying. <laughs> like you you play anything that's better, and if you're like, my god, this is the best deck of the
1: <laughs> I can do whatever I, I want. Have, I have so many more tools. I get to play yeah. good cards. Oh my god. I yeah. can actually win the game. I mean, I can't win the game, but I can like win the game more than Brawl can win the game.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh Yeah, I, I I'm I'm very so I haven't gone. I haven't played Brawl in in ages, and um, I still maintain the list. Um, and it's something I, I sometimes. Well, it's just the problem is when you play Brawl games, uh, and you guys played against Brawl enough time. It's like you you can just have like a four hour game very easily, you know. And that, I'm not trying to do that a lot these days. <laughs> like it's not not just like for my own purposes, but it's like man, you know, I've got to be considerate of the other people I'm playing with. It's uh. People don't want to sign up for that unless. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. It, it, is it's, anyone else a little of offended?
2: Those? Like, like, Reed, Are you are you a little offended that uh, now that Lyndon's primarily not playing with us, he's suddenly concerned about being considerate? Yeah. yeah it's for <laughs> real. <laughs> Brawl's Bur- actually it's
1: sort of funny because it's in a weird space in terms of CDH decks where it's uh, it's so bad for tournament play not just because it's a bad deck but also because like it, it's win condition just doesn't function in tournament settings like at all um because you just run into time it can't win in time like every time before you like, like
0: I'd, I'd be careful um, before you start throwing you know besmirching the name of this deck that was a f- top top four in a in a tournament before tier one con and you know the only reason or sorry to no, know it was a uh, uh-huh. semi so the only 16? reason it didn't go to the finals it was top, top 16 it had the win it had the win uh-huh. on board and i because i'm an honorable person i upheld the deal okay but uh-huh. that deck was set up in a position to go to the finals in that tournament okay that's <laughs> just be careful wow. what you're
2: seeing.
1: <laughs> amazing anyway um so, that so deck you're just saying it
2: almost performed settings, like, as well <laughs> as Tazri Zerda did is that sort of what
0: i'm how many colors does that deck have what's your win condition oh, that's like true. effectively
2: zero like, okay you just actually no no cards. what's my win condition why don't you tell me that yep
0: mm, basalt combo
2: how does that win
0: yeah that's Details, man. Details. Who cares? Uh, (laughs) Uh (laughs) Let's get back on track, guys. Come on. I'm I'm
2: pretty sure that that Baral gets to play a higher proportion of CDH staples than that deck did.
1: (laughs) Uh... Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, Brawl's in a weird, sort of weird spot because it's sort of unplayable for tournament play because it like doesn't exist as a like a tournament yeah. viable deck just because it's wincon. But it's also just like not actually a playable deck in like regular fun CDH because nobody wants to play against it, and it's just like the it's just not a fun experience <laughs> playing with that deck, which is sort of funny because that's a. That's an interesting niche. There aren't some. There aren't very <laughs> many decks that are uh, could be considered a CDH decks that are both unplayable
3: in regular fun CDH play and unplayable in tournament CDH play. True. 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 Um, yeah. Read. So yeah. why'd you drop it? Well, why'd you drop it?
0: <laughs> well, I dropped it because I I I did the rockly rockly didn't put back on the weights, man. Okay, once he was free, <laughs> right. he evolved. You know, I've gone, uh, I've leveled up past Brawl. and then Never to return. Th- so, I mean, I mentioned Thada. My initial version of Thada was basically just another, it's kind of like a, not a reskin of Brawl, but it was like Thada build, gets soul rings, and those kind of act like discounting things. But it yeah. lets you do stuff like, you know, do bigger mana stuff and whatever. Now I want to get back into Thada because I'm one ring, and that's sick. Yeah,
1: so. it turns out one ring is uh, pretty disgusting with Thada and Adele when you just like, always can hit it and then yeah, well, you can just build your deck around being like one ring storm.
0: <laughs> well well the, the thing with with brawl is that it's there I mean we, I've talked about this many times on the podcast before but there's there's obviously there's mana commanders there's combo commanders there's card advantage commanders and there's hybrid um and that that covers like almost everything. Um and brawl was a pure mana commander basically and Thada was then doing the same thing. And now Thada is not only just a mana advantage you know mana advantage commander it is also basically tutoring one of the best card advantage pieces in the game um so it really it 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 evolved it evolved in such a massive way that one card the fact that people play it from it, it like urza one of the things with with urza that makes it great is that it's a mana commander that's also a good combo commander yeah. so like that going from from one of those categories to to hybrid is huge and Thaddadel jumping. Well, and out, also like, the
1: fact that Wondering is also makes it sometimes a combo commander too. Because like,
0: oh yes, Yeah. Wondering
1: is like absurdly easy to abuse if you build your deck around. Well, like, Thaddadad straight up like, combos with having,
0: um it. yeah. With, well, so now I mean, one of the problems with Thadda before obviously was like if you did turns loops with Mystic Sanctuary that you couldn't break out of it. Well, now now you just straight up do. And then yeah. also it if you, you just one card combos with um Mind Over Matter.
1: Yeah which is a nice one to have around. It's also like, you you just play like keys in that deck now and like twiddles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You just like make a bunch of mana and then like kill them and then the rest of the deck is just all mana and interaction.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, That one's going to be resurrected for sure.
1: Eventually. I mean, somebody's already, what, somebody's already top 16 with that list, right? Top four? Was it top four? It might've been top four, Morgan. You're like the only person here who can fact check me on this. Sorry, which... If you're paying attention. There was a... Th- I feel like there was a Thadda list that top 16 did an event, and I only remember that because I think it was in a... That
2: sounds vaguely right. But... I, I, I,
1: I've watched some number of comedian <laughs> videos in the past like couple of months. I don't know. I feel like I saw it at some point. Maybe not. Anyway, people are doing it. Uh, might have beat you to the punch anyway. You need to build it and win a tournament with Amor- or London. That's your goal for this year. Win a tournament with Thadda. I've assigned you.
0: Why do you hate me, man? That's it. A... <laughs> wow. Well, can I just assign you decks to play in tournaments, Mister? So, I only ever so, play so, with. Mean, only only,
1: only if I already like only if I express my desire to do so with uh, that deck.
0: Yeah, where was me <laughs> expressing my desire to play? That hey, you I said
1: time. you were gonna rebuild. You you said it was good. I wanna rebuild. Yeah, I guess I guess if we're gonna follow that same line, I could probably talk about curious control, which is a weird one. I don't know. I. This one was recommended by Morgan to put on for me. Um, and it... I don't know. I feel like it probably should be on, but it's its a weird one, because, like, I remember doing a lot of development on this deck, and playing a decent amount with it, and then sort of handing it off and not touching it again for, like, ever, for a while. But it turns out, it, like... that That deck ended up being a cult classic for, like, no reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, it was, like, a four-color control deck, and, like... People just wanted to play good control decks, and it was like the closest you could get to a good control deck at the time um but I don't know it just it seems like a lot of people just like resonated with curious control and like people just like asked over and over and over the years of just like hey, like how how do I play this deck, how do I modernize it, et cetera, et cetera so I don't know it's a fun one um yeah, I don't know it played it for a while uh it was sort of like the the initial one for me of like a deck that functions basically purely based off of um having a critical mass of value engines in the deck like card draw engines in the deck to support um like higher levels of interaction and like free interaction and then just like playing a minimum win condition engine or win condition excuse me win condition package uh which i guess sort of carries over to like some of the stuff that i do now right just like playing this um playing like a long game deck without necessarily having engines in the command zone that like you know also trying to have consistent mulligans for that stuff, which I guess is sort of, like, sissy in a lot of the ways that I'm playing it right now, but, you know, not trying to, like, control the game, just, like, playing the value engine into plan type of game. And then, yeah, I don't know, I, I dropped it because it sort of, it was a, it was, Curious Control specifically has always sort of been meta-specific deck. Um, Initial versions were, like, anti dark tech for the Hulk meta, and then... I picked it up again for a bit and played, like, an anti-artifact version of it for, like, a more stormy meta and then, like, sort of dropped it again. But I don't know. I felt like it was always, I was always sort of trying to make the concept work and sort of, like, I don't know. I I I always, I felt like Curious Control, for me, was always sort of filed away under, like, proof of concept in my brain rather than, like, a deck that I would actually bring to tournaments. Is that bad? Is that wrong? Should I have told people that up front? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. I have these feelings about a lot of my brews that end up getting like more visibility than they probably should. And I just like <laughs> do, do I just not do a good enough job of dissuading people from bad ideas that are my doing?
0: No, because you you're you're people taking only the top tier meta stuff like you do is cringe and more people should play <laughs> fun, interesting brews. Just, just you have lots of games. fun and interesting brews. You just don't take them to tournaments I just because you're them to tournaments yeah. lame have.
1: Dude, good decks are fun. I like playing good decks. <laughs> they result in good gameplay, fun gameplay. Or, or at least they should when the format's at a relatively
3: healthy place.
0: Cringe. I don't know.
3: I don't know, that, that's about all I got for a Curious Control unless you guys
1: like actually think that... No, I just never liked everything. that deck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, actually, I, I want to get into that then. Why didn't you like the deck?
0: No, you, no, it's really, you've you seen Arrested Development. And uh, the mom is just like, you know, I never really cared <laughs> never, for Job. <laughs> yeah, <I really> cared. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Curious Control for me. That was a deck where it's like everyone's like, oh, you know, this is pretty good for tournaments. It's like tier one and blah blah blah. And I was like, nah, I just don't like it. I think calling
1: Curious Control tier one at any point in time was probably like an explicit. Well, people, lie, people but, did. Yeah, you
3: but know, wild. Yeah,
1: glad I
2: didn't okay, hear any I, of that. It
0: feels like you're holding the deck like, accountable was... for what people's opinions on it. Yes, I am. I, I mean, that, if I've, I've said this a million times, man. Like, how many times do I have to yeah, say it If it becomes popular and tiered, <laughs> I, I don't like it. <laughs> like, it's not that complicated. God, I need uh, to
1: start bringing Riel to tournaments and chilling it.
0: Bro, Riel is already one of the top-performing tournament decks, so, uh-huh. you know, like, what? We have the numbers. I posted them everywhere. <laughs> Just don't start playing it. So long as it stays low-key, then I'll be happy with it. If people start taking it, too many people start, and then I'm going to abandon it. So is it just yeah, like that up. you
2: get frustrated when you try and chill and people are like, yeah, we already know? So, I so, don't chill. Well, I mean, you just said you posted the numbers for real life. So, well, that was that more. No, 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 He doesn't. like
1: shilling decks. He likes bragging that his yes. decks are good. <laughs> yes, yeah. but
2: but I love the here's, the of being an underdog here's the paradox. the paradox. He's proven he, right here's, here's a... the paradox.
1: He likes widespread acclaim and appeal for playing decks that are bad, but he still does well with. But he doesn't like any of that to bleed beyond the like a niche cult appeal. Yes. As soon as he gets to mainstream appeal and people actually start liking the decks and picking them up, he's off it.
0: Thank you, Reed. You understand me so well. <laughs> I, I do. It doesn't mean that I would like it. <laughs> uh, okay, Morgan. You got.
2: Yeah. You got. Drop next? in the big one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't have this yeah. on the initial list, and then I was like thinking about my decks, and also potentially scrolling through to try and find the Zerta list to see how garbage it was, and I scrolled past uh, a food chain deck. And I was like, "Oh yeah, right. I played like <laughs> that. That whole like few years. I played years. like <laughs> like four different food chain decks for like a good while. Um, and, and that they were one, like in the tournament rotation, huh? Ah, uh, like for for a bit. I think I I took I played them in like super league and stuff. I don't think I ever took them to to some mm, tournaments. like a yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh." Man, I guess I stopped playing that because, what, the meta just became all Rhystic Study all the time. Uh, yeah, like I genuinely not, think there was a <laughs> Food Chain would be uh, a reasonable deck to play if you could win through a Rhystic Study. Like, I think that's literally all it needs because it's resilient to, like, artifact hate compared to other fast, like, Nas Breach decks. Um, it gives you, like, a combo that's you know a little bit more difficult to interact with uh but just the fact that that combo is just stopped by someone having a heuristic study is so painful
0: well there is one that does does do is rocco rocco food chain
2: yeah that's not when i when well, i say I food chain group. as an archetype i mean the kind of food chain where you have console. yep
0: yeah <laughs> The, I mean, and again, you know, how is this, how is Rocco related as a family to uh, to the, the main line? <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Probably closer related to Caridor than he is
3: to Tazri or. Uh, I don't know. Wait, was Tazri the first five color food chain deck, it yep. was, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then it was. There's even Rest in peace. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. For, for the for shortest period literally literally possible.
2: Six weeks. Uh, yeah. And then it was uh, the first. The
0: and then there's like the all redheaded stepchilds of like Ukima Kazur.
1: Ukima um, Kazur is sort of the progenitor of like the three color like Salt-Eye food chain decks, yeah. Because now there's just like an infinite number of them. You yeah. yeah, so I was gonna many say, versions of there, that deck. there's
0: a lot of versions of that now. Play Doctor Who versions of that deck. fun.
1: Doctor Who, Thrasios, uh, thing. The yeah. Actually, Thrasios no, and Nadir. Actually, no, no, because is part that's
2: Prosh. Because that's Prosh. That's not. Oh, true, that is, true, sorry, yeah, that is actually true. part of the
3: pros, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else to
0: say about Food Chain?
2: Um, I miss it. I, I, I wish it was still an archetype that we saw. I, I think it's interesting. It's a neat combo that, like, takes advantage of some of the quirks of the rules of Commander, and I'm a fan of that. Um. But, yeah, yeah it's Agreed. just, like... There's just so many better options if you want to play uh, a fast, like, or like reasonably fast, slightly more resilient, or slightly less all-in combo deck than, than that
0: one. I'll see if there's ever commander printed that kind of is more resilient and kind of maintains that fast combo. I, I think I don't think that's good for the format. I don't think Fuchin. Uh, I don't think a five color food chain deck that can grind is good for I game.
2: I think I think uh I I think if I don't think, I think if a tracks had been five color that would have been like
1: yeah like a, I, I think a a style of grind is probably fine but like if, if there was like five color timna food chain i agree like i think that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. healthy but like yeah. i think i think like some like fat commit like yeah i think like five color attracts would have been no fine I, yeah attracts
0: i could that that that's
1: i mean obviously everybody's yelling at us because dockside but i don't know like we could stand to have like some interesting five color thing that isn't just like soup with a uh, w- like whatever commander that doesn't actually encourage you to do anything unique. i
2: think they should print or partner. That's a food chain, but that's
3: what I think they should do. <laughs> Teamer partner, huh? Yeah. Mm.
2: What? What, what, could be, what could go wrong?
1: I don't know why you would wish Maelstrom Wander her food chain on the world, but you just <laughs> no, no, did. Like I don't Maelstrom you know Wanderer that. plus
2: Tim. Think about how sick. That
1: no, is. I know, but. <laughs> oh you mean oh sorry i thought you meant like i thought you meant like I teamer mean total like sick. you, you no, no, like no. i mean a, like a one teamer, a teamer that's like
2: that no, I okay yeah Tuna no no right. <laughs> uh, mm,
0: let's never imagine that again yeah i'm nice. i'm good
1: just wiping that out of my brain
0: <laughs> um cool so then i guess it comes back to me when you oh, want I'll to throw...
1: talk about the the other cool one that you're probably going to come back to at some point <laughs> relatively soon
0: no, uh, no, I'm gonna save that one. I'm gonna save that one for for, later, uh, right. for last, I think. Um, the I want to go to one of my earlier routes, which is going back around the Hulk meta. So I'm I'm also gonna cover one of these other ones as well. Um, so Yisan was briefly mentioned earlier. I played a lot of Yisan. I think it was my might have been my next deck after Gitrog um, that I built, and that was kind of my first um, foray into interaction which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, really, it was very happened. much like, go. I had the Golgari cards, and then it's like, well, Yasan's pretty, uh, you know, I've got a lot of these cards already, let me, let me build Yasan." And then you to actually learn Yassan, you have to learn combo lines, um, and then not just kind of a same linear combo line, Girog is a lot more linear combo-wise, but Yassan was like, well, okay, if I need to interact here and do this, then <laughs> so how do I pivot?
1: Sorry, it's just—it's an objectively funny sentence to have out of context. Gitrog <laughs> is relatively linear, considering
0: how much time it,
2: it absolutely, absolutely is huffing balls yeah. about how hard their deck is to play. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: this is this is this is you the know, complete know, I, no. It's and, uh, it's you know, not true. Anyone of all, all like I agree. top frogs, I agree. and everyone is like they're just like no, this deck is not actually that that complicated. But, it it uh, is.
1: I, I fully agree. Gitrog actually is very linear. It's just a very funny sentence to hear out of context from like a Gitrog player's mouth, specifically <laughs> of like, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, like very linear. <laughs> Gitrog
0: experts will all say the same shit. It's it, for whatever reason, it's it's like th- this meme of oh, chains and rifts is so hard to understand, and all this different like there are different scenarios and loops and things you have to pivot through, but like it's all fucking. You assemble Gitrog Dakmo or Discordulet, and it's it all solves itself um yeah yesan actually involves like you know changing how you have to combo having backup lines and then um how to uh interact also it was kind of the first um time where you get into the politics and understanding of having and, and this kind of started my my um developed me as, like, a more communicative player. I mean, Brawl really, like, accelerated that, brought to the nth degree, but Yesan was very much like, hey, just as a reminder, I can do, I'm on verse whatever, and I have this thing that's going to stop you from comboing, so maybe don't go for mm-hmm. the combo. And then that way you can make it to the end step right before your turn and go do get something proactive. Um, like, you're just not, you're not served by being quiet playing Yesan. Right? you're not. It's not good for you to be like, well, if they come, then I can go get the interaction, because then you're falling behind.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not a gotcha deck, it's very much a, I'm holding a gun at you deck, yeah. and like, we're, we're gonna play the game this way.
0: Yeah, you don't want, you have all these pieces in your deck that you can get, not because you want to get them, but because you want the threat of being able to get them.
1: Yeah, and you sort of want the, you want the table to believe that you can answer, like, anything at any given point in time, yeah, until yeah. you can't.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, Actually, sorry, what you want is you want the table to believe that you can stop anything that they want to do proactively, but nothing that the rest of the table can do
4: proactively. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. no, pretty much. Nail on the head right there. Um, and then after that, I kind of... Um, so that was a brief one on Yasan. And then this is a, a full-on kind of family of decks here, which is... Uh, it all started with Anafenza, um, which was a, a Razaketh, you know, cats deck, you know, heavy quotes there. But uh, that was around the, the time of Hulk, where I was adamantly never going to play Hulk, um, and very cynically was like, I think this deck is just, like, it it just completely meant to hose Hulk, and I think you can play it, and I think it would be funny. Um, and I remember, I think it was Morgan, we, I was like, when I when I was first brainstorming Fence, I was like, I don't, I don't, it wasn't the database at the time, right? It was like the Reddit sidebar or something like that. Was it Dan's tier list? Or, uh, it, wasn't it was. Dan's it was tier some. List or, what, like, what was
1: it? What was it called? It was. Yeah, it was something.
0: Whatever. Yeah, but I was like, oh, this deck is like a slam dunk to get onto that if you just like make it because it's 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 just doing something that no no one else is. There is no other deck, and I would I would even say now. Maybe there's decks that are sort of in the same vein, but nothing was really, has really kind of reached the peak of Anafenza where it was like, everyone is playing Flash Hulk, and this deck is literally just a hard counter to the meta in the command zone. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't think, hopefully we'll never see a meta, a, a time when you need a commander like that again, or, or that kind of commander is viable. Because, yeah, not, as soon as Flash I Hulk mean, was banned, I abandoned this deck. And I turned it into um, Timna Tana, with the kind of same hate bears, Razaketh kind of core. Um, and then I eventually I didn't like having four colors, because four colors is cringe. Um, and then so I redid that as Timna Holana. And that's a deck I have not yet played. So this is like an unborn unborn child yet. You know, it's uh, I've got this deck brewed up, um, and then once I proxy it I'm, I'm definitely going to jam this, because I do miss playing the um abzan kind of stacks hate Bears kind of playing
1: I'm so sort of surprised that you haven't looked at a uh, at Timno Kodama at that point then that I, I of don't like... sort of interesting too yeah the... you,
0: you could you could th- in theory like halana Timna or so unlike the, the people who do Timna halana Hulk um halana really is no like it could be any green partner right it could be Kodama well I, I'm um, not even
1: talking about Hulk I'm talking about the uh like the um Kanama City stuff that people are doing right now It's like sort of interesting with a City not SBT. The I, I've always yeah, yeah, the, the, ones the but, undead, but, vizier. Uh, undead vizier, undead uh, vizier, one card combo with uh with Kodama. It's sort of interesting. Well, oh, I don't, we I don't know yeah, it's like, you just, uh, you do like, um, it's like Karmic Guide or something, but it's, you know, it's, you, you do like Sadisi Karmic Guide and then just like loop with Kadama triggers to put the thing that you're tutoring back into play for free without casting another spell. And hmm. then you just like kill off of it. I, Actually, I don't think it's that I'm many pieces. I'm not familiar with the that theory. at all. It's like I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Uh, that
0: does sound kind of interesting. Um, I, I do like the Halana aspect of board control. I mean, oh, to me, yeah. the thing with Timna Halana is it really feels like a, um, a sister deck to Rocks.
1: I, where, I was about to say, it, it, if you if you like Tago, you're very much going to like Kalana I think. Right, well, I it's mean, I did things. kind
0: of envision them, literally from kind of conception, as sister decks where it's, one of them is three-color Thrasius one of them is three-color Timna and they're both Tymna, yeah. uh, have focus on board control. One of them is through stack control, one of them is through permanent-based control and stacks. Like, they, they they very much mirror each other, and I kind of like that, that symmetry. Um, so I think I'm, I'd Probably keep Holana, but I would definitely look at uh, Kodama as well. Yeah,
1: those are that one. If nothing else, Linden's definitely an appreciator of an sort of an artistic sense of having certain decks together and sort of like yes, a,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I mean, I guess I could talk about veral's for a bit, huh? Yeah. Probably showed on this one a bit earlier. We were on the Vorals train, but you know, this is. I guess this is the companion piece to talk about Anti Hulk, <laughs> which is like my first Hulk deck. Um, yeah, Vral's is, is fun. Still have Vral's together, actually. Just haven't played it, haven't touched it in a bit. Um, Vral's is, yeah. So, sort of to expand on what we were talking about earlier, because like Lyndon played Vral's for a bit. Um, I so, Shadow played...
0: Tim, who suggested this topic and is a huge Vral's fan, mm-hmm. keeping, keeping the dream alive.
1: Keeping it alive. Definitely happy to hand that one off to Tim and ever have to <laughs> <laughs> touch this deck in terms of actively updating it again. Even though I love it. Love Veralls, love the deck. Uh, I have no desire to keep up to date with uh, people asking questions about it and like actually keeping it with all the new releases and everything. Um, yeah, Verals was. Uh, I played a lot of Verals for a while, and it was sort of my introduction to. Uh, tuning in C D H and sort of like working a deck to get it to where I wanted it to be because you know I I didn't really have like a long time project deck before this um and through playing Verrals I actually got I got a pretty good I uh like starter course on a lot of concepts that I think are pretty important I I like it's probably below the power level standard now in terms of uh having like a deck for learning to play C D H I think we've moved past it at that point at this point like probably. I don't know what could really feel the same role, like maybe just Rockside. Um, but I think there is like a certain degree to Veral specifically that was like, it was a deck where you really had to pick your windows, um, and there was like a bit of mulligan tuning in the deck as well, especially because, you know, you didn't really have value engines, um, and even now you don't really have value engines aside from One Ring. Um, for the deck, because you're in Golgari. We've talked... I feel like we've talked about Golgari a fair bit on the podcast about... It's just, like, it's a color combination with surprisingly few just, like, good staple cards in it. Or at least good staple creatures in it, which are, like, the accessible part of the the colors that you would want to be able to get. Um, Now, like, more so, but still lagging behind, like, a bunch (laughs) of other color combinations and pairings. Um, And, yeah, like, having a commander that is, like, really a really nice piece of your proactive game plan, but doesn't actually provide any, like, value by itself, Uh means that Veral's was a really great starter deck for me at the time, especially, like, advancing the deck and, like, working on it a bunch and, like, getting it to a place where I was really, like, a lot more happy with it than where I started. Because, I mean, like, I started playing Veral's and, like, my initial version of versions of the deck for, like, like, a, like 10 games or so, like, 20 games or so, like, had a Hermit Druid in it, and was, like, trying to, like, layer Hermit Druid stuff with Hulk, and, like, gradually refined it more and more and more and more, and this is sort of, I feel like, where I got my love of cutting cards as well, because I would spend hours looking at the Veral's deck list and be like, uh, wow, I just, like, hate so many of the cards in this deck, but there aren't better cards in these colors, so I guess, like, I'll cut as much as I can, and then try to, like, continuously like backfill it with, like, strategies that I think might work, or, like, card packages that I think might work, and, like, make make the deck actually function um and a lot of it was like yeah uh the big one i think for me was the because there was like aside from flash because flash was legal at this time i don't know why nobody was playing it don't ask me um it was really and even then like flash wasn't winning instant speed it was like the only deck one of the only decks that could consistently win an instant speed on like anybody's turn without really any setup like you didn't have to have like a permanent in play to kill people. You could just like kill out of your hand at instant speed sometimes. Um, that like really lent itself well to um, like establishing a play style and like play patterns and f- having the, um, the sort of mental pathways to really look at windows for winning the game and identifying exact points in the game where, i could actually go for a win or you could go for a win navigating around interaction in those spots and like you know the same thing about uh like it transferred over to flash but also it transferred in the future to like playing like any number of other decks and also like the knock on effects of learning how to learning how to pick windows for win attempts is also you know you learn how to play around interaction, which means you, after a certain number of games after a long time playing, you learn how to read interaction, you learn how to read people's game plans and stuff like that. I don't know. I attribute a lot of how I play now and a lot of my like base CDH skills to having played for Varls for a while and like actively trying to improve with that deck because it was just like, again, I don't think it's great now for learning, but at the time, it was definitely like unintentionally a great learning vessel for picking up a bunch of these skills.
0: I think that shit decks and low color decks are some of the best ways to advance yourself as a cdh player
1: yeah i i definitely think like that was always a thing for me i think i still stand by this now Of like i think learning cdh you should start with first of all start with the best deck in the format like the generically whatever the best deck in the format is um just to get a sense for like top out power level like this is what I this is the measuring stick that I'm measuring everything else that I play with and against um, uh, like against and then uh, after you get a few games in on that or like you know however much on that to sort of get comfortable with that deck to a base degree play like some low-ish color proactive deck um, with a bit of depth to it I think actually Magda actually might be a fine one for that now um, maybe is
0: Magda still playable with OBM
1: it's, like, a bit of, yeah, it's, like, uh, probably, I probably, people aren't playing as much Boar Masters as they probably should be. People I never played enough removal. I, I think it's probably fine. Um, At least to get started on, right? But, like, yeah. just something, like, something with, like, a uh, low-color proactive deck with some amount of depth to it Um, that isn't just, like, I'm going to jam out my commander and just, like, try to win every game. Like, you know, something that involves picking windows, picking spots, not yep. just, like, always just, like, immediately jamming. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that would be now. Uh,
0: Kinnon's, Kinnon's like a
1: bit too grindy. I, I think Magda's probably the closest analog that I can come up with on the spot right now. I haven't, I haven't put a lot of thought into this recently.
0: Well, I mean, Magda um, also, it, it's this. in the you know adjacent to yasan where like you actually need to understand what your opponents are. yeah doing. you need you to I, maybe that makes it a,
1: maybe that makes it a bit too complicated but i, I don't know yeah. something like that some like some like low color proactive deck that like actually wants to win the game but also to, like has depth through it has different like timing things or like different ways to work around different interactive pieces different stacks pieces stuff like that and then after that you can start like you know brewing go back to play like best decks in the format whatever but i think uh, that's that's I've... always been like one of my I would add uh, more
0: steps in there. I th- I think you can I think you should spend sure, a I'm lot just, of I'm, time. Yeah, no, no. I I, 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 yeah. I
1: don't I'm not gonna ask somebody to get into the format the first time. It's like okay, here are the five decks and like the required reading that you need to do to play this format. It's just like okay, oh, well I'm just yeah, like, yeah. not gonna do that. I'm gonna go to This is stuff. not enough like, to I would say, say like how to learn
0: the format. Yeah. This is how to get better at the format. Absolutely. I think, I,
1: I'm yeah. saying like just at a base level, I think, to play if you want to get into playing C D H tournaments, say. Sure. Um, I think, like, it's it's invaluable to, like, play the best deck in the format, usually some high-color, like, good card pile, and then play, like, a low-color proactive deck with yeah, some yeah. depth I mean, to it. it and, sense. like, those those build, like, those give you great context for getting into the format, they build some really great base skills that you're, like, always going to need for whatever deck you play.
0: If you've been playing the format for a long time, and, you know, you're mostly playing good decks, you're going to tournaments, and you're trying to level up your skill level... Start just dredge the bottom of the barrel, man. I'm telling you. Like, play a deck <laughs> that has a lot of weaknesses that, that doesn't cover for your... But that you know, still, has,
1: <laughs> still has power to it. Like, still has, like, some things to it that let you win games. But yeah, like, sure, has if weaknesses. if you so need you the crutch
0: of having a deck that can do <laughs> stuff.
2: <laughs> if, you know,
0: crutch, nothing, if you're yeah.
1: able
2: to win... You
1: yeah. need the crutch of having a commander that, like, exists and it's like, not in the exact context. Scratch,
0: scratch the, you know, play brawl. Learn <laughs> no, y- every no. win cab off.
1: Do not listen to Lyndon, Just meet him. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, like, I, yeah. And then I sort of, I, I don't know, I dropped forals because, you know, greener pastures. I, I moved on. <laughs> I, I played better decks. <laughs> but, you know, it's a fun
3: one to come back to every once in a while. Yeah. Morgan yeah uh I guess uh I guess my last one is uh is kickar and that
2: I feel like that might have been my first failure
3: <laughs> as a
1: yeah of like as first that <laughs> <turn>. yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: never did what I wanted it
1: to do. Mm-hmm which is sad cuz it's got a bunch of sick shit <laughs> like that that tech is that tech is so cool but it just like isn't quite
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just like a little a little short of where it needs to be in a lot of ways and i i think like it honestly it took <laughs> i feel like it has helped me recognize that about like other Brews I'm working on in the future, where like I'll start something and I'll be like, oh, this is this is i've I've seen these problems before <laughs> um and I do think that's like an important skill as a brewer is to understand the limitations of whatever you're brewing, and to be clear, that doesn't mean like you stop brewing the deck if you're like interested or you think it's cool or whatever. But um like you can still absolutely brew a deck that isn't, you know, going to be at the power level you maybe hoped for initially. Um but I think it's important to be able to recognize when that's what's happening. Um and it can save you a lot of frustration.
3: Has there been a lot of Kindred Discovery. Has anyone
0: made Kickar work?
2: Uh No. No I, I've never seen it like there was like the divergent version but yeah, i think that was always
1: probably the worst version honestly yeah. even though i I think i was instrumental in probably making the divergent version
2: popular i, I don't think it was probably ever correct necessarily yeah and then like it <laughs> just all, all your value engines were just like a little too much uh and like You need to, like, play your mana to get your stuff out, but you also want to, like, hold it to get the triggers, and there's just, like, a bunch of things that make it not quite work.
3: Everybody else would just sort of jump ship to Elsha
1: as well, like, afterward. Yeah. Not, like, everybody, everybody, but a lot of people was just, like, no, we're just gonna, like... Oh, go this is Elcha an instead. easier deck that does kind yeah. of what I want to do. <laughs> I just... Oh, <laughs> I just... I just need to find a Sensei's Defining Top? Okay, that's a lot easier than, like, having to piece together, like, a four-card wincon or whatever. Yeah.
2: So I have to admit, I do... I do want to mess around with, uh, with Narset. Like, the new New Narset? One.
1: Absolutely. I... I still think... I who was I having this discussion with one of you or is it somebody else I don't know
2: I think it was me we we had a discussion about it because I think it also like top 16 yeah I feel like I told you,
1: you like. about this discussion because I also I know that I think Kai has been working on it I don't know if Kai still playing it um, but like Fervent Alchemist Kai um, um, but yeah I think that deck I think Narset is like just the best Jeskai
3: commander ever printed and it's like not particularly close I don't think I am not gonna fight you on that. You mean I'm
0: it's sure. not bad rock? <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, like, it's not like it's not a. Bad oh, sorry. You do, know,
1: do
3: you know what it does,
0: Linden? No. Uh, okay, I'm so it's not off the top of my head.
1: It's four mana. Everything you control has prowess, um, and then whenever it attacks, you can uh, cast a non-creature, non-land uh, with mana value less than its power from any graveyard without paying without paying its mana, its mana cost. cost. Right. Yeah, mm. and it starts as a three-four. So you like instantly without casting anything, you just like attack and cast detutors out of people's graveyards and stuff. That's it. Um, and I like it's and it's out of your own as well, so you can set it up or you can just like steal stuff out of other people's graveyards if they cast like good stuff. Yeah. That game so far, I just like it's very castable. It's very good. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's worth uh toying around with doing some brewing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, my. I wanted, we've got, I've got one, two on my list. I'm going to cover one. And the last one, I, I want to talk all of us because I feel like we all can talk about it. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So the, the one I'm going to talk about now is Zer. Um, Zer was after Gitrog, um, Yassan, and Afenza was like the first time I was like, well, I should probably play blue because initially. When I got into magic and CDH, I was like, blue is so complicated. This is, you have to figure out you have to know how to counter spells. And then I thought counter spells were cringe. I was like, oh, I'm never going to play that. And then this is before Baral and, you know, my, in my awakening. Um, but uh, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play something that's, you know, pretty good as um, some interesting stuff going on and kind of I'll figure out blue that way. Um, I very much enjoyed my time playing was it It's very cool. Um, it also really kind of it w- it was challenging. and and this is something I, I think is kind of important or and I like to do with with decks, and the ones I find most interesting to like and start picking up are decks that I do find challenging. um it just it, if it's if a deck is challenging, it means you have something to learn and you're you're pushing yourself. So with Zuri, it was the counter spells and then also storm. like i I really didn't know like you. Shimmerzer, you'd get a bunch of cards yep. in hand, and, and you had have to it figure it out. out from there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it um, was
1: not particularly easy, especially pre Oracle. You had to you had to do no, a lot of work to get there.
0: No, and like, and it was cool. There was lots of room for innovation. Like, um, one of my favorite pieces that I added to Shimmerser was um a card that I picked up from Morgan, which is okay. Hold on, Morgan, do you remember? Do you know the card I'm I'm, t- I'm thinking of?
3: One mana white so, instant. No. Yeah.
0: Oh no! I know he said. Yeah, oh, oh, um, ancient black. excavations. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that card was so gas, so fucking gas. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's two—a blue and a black instant draw cards equal number of cards you have in hand, and then discard that um that many from your hand. So, I mean, Shimmerzer would already do a bunch of stuff like you you play Shimmer Mirror, and then you would try and get out um Scroll Rack, and and swap a bunch of cards to dig deeper, and. Like lots of fun stuff there, and I was like, okay, well, Ancient Excavation, I kinda of don't even need Shimmer in play, and I can just see another 30 cards. Um and since then, like so I I had stopped playing Shimmerzer um before we we saw uh Battlethopter or um I the, think i stopped right, right at Emergence. Uh, emergent Zone, I think was I'd stopped like right around then. Um and now you're yeah, yeah, so now we, we got like
1: we have like three or four 3 more, We've got three Shimmersers,
0: many. but most importantly now we've got Born Upon a Wind. Yeah. Um, Which means you can kind of rethink the entire, like the Shimmerser package, and, and this is when I came up with yeah. the concept of the minimum effective package, because I, at the time, like, there was, it was so bloated. Like, Shimmerser decks, everything was devoted. It's like, okay, I don't want to have my entire deck filled with all of these things. I want to be able to pivot um, I want to be able to play like higher card quality. So I really tr- started working on that idea of trying to like cut back and what is the bare amount? And, and that's really hard to do with a storm deck. It's one thing with, with combo decks where you're like, well, I can actually cut this piece because I can have redundancy here where it's storm you're, where something is about like, y- there's a certain amount of you're things. You're drawing into all the pieces Yeah, and
1: it's just like, well, if you don't have enough of them, you're just like not going to hit it enough of the time, like a good percentage of the time.
0: Yeah, and then like you I do I put in the white instant to yes yeah, scout's warning to do flashing in laboratory maniac. Um lots of very very fun stuff, but now with with born upon a wind, it's a it's a chance to really reinvent the deck. Um have a a true minimum effective package with with shimmer um I mean not even shimmer but just like ability to win instant speed with necropotence, but also to really kind of move away and make that maybe not necessarily a plan a make that maybe a plan b or c because you don't need Which I to think that it's hard i, I think, think that's better a better way to Zir do
1: pilots i think it's where a lot of Zer pilots are at now um i just i like,
0: just don't see like i don't know what the Zer meta is like right now because it to me Zer is one of those commanders even back then we talked about it being like you know or maybe not back then but a couple of years ago we even said like Zero is one of those decks that's probably still up there in terms of how the ceiling of how the commander is, but the one that people just overlook all the time because they don't want to play because it's boring or whatever. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, I think it's, um... I, hasn't it, like, top 16 some stuff recently as well? Or, like, there, I think there are at least been, like, one or two...
0: Uh, yeah, I'll check out their list because, like, the um... decently
1: high... high finishes, or, you know, maybe but, I won't.
0: Um, maybe I won't check out their list because I'm going to do... I, I like to kind of make <laughs> my own version first and then compare notes. Um, yeah, like,
1: I, yeah. I... I remember... I don't know, because, like, I... I feel like I have an immediate visceral reaction to seeing deck lists a lot of the time of like either like oh I like this or oh I do not like this. <laughs> um, and I feel like the when I looked at those Zerd lists, I was just like oh I like these. They're like nice doing some like really good card stuff and like they're sort of born upon a wind is like a good plan. They're sort of built toward taking advantage of that because we have a lot more fast mana now, but it's also it's not like full in on that. It's just like. If I get a Necropotence in play, you're probably just going to be dead, but also I have all this other stuff going on.
0: And, and the other thing too with Zur is like, for the same reason Thada Adele, like Zur has always been Ristic Study in the command zone if you want yep. it, right? Like mm-hmm. Mystic Remora in the command zone, and those have been touted as being the best cards in the format, you know, for good reason. Um, and to have that as a your grind option, while also having access to like a, like a not a crazy fast win, but like a a very, you know, just a win in the command zone that you can assemble, like with uh, Necropotence. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of upside with Xur. Um and I'm, uh, I think, I think I'm interested actual- in going back to it.
1: I think the actual issue with Zero right now is that it's actually hilariously, roughly, equivalently uh, difficult to actually cast and resolve as Tibidus, <laughs> because it turns out Jewel Lotus is a pretty fucked up card in general for like getting your commander out on time, and like the three colors seem like far more of a gate at this point in time than the uh, the extra two mana. Like in yeah. comparison. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a solution to like consistently casting your four mana three color commander on turn two or whatever. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if you can reliably like I, I maybe you can try and reliably mulligan for that. I, I, I don't think I would. I'd go for the, yeah, I mean, the turn ju- three setup setup event earlier. Just, maybe I mean, you get like a like, you just play one rage or something. Or something. stuff at this point yeah. now. I think, but yeah. but no, Zura is something I want to I want to go back to. Kind Of you can lean on stacks. There's also the, the one dream I've always wanted to live with, Zer, Um, and I don't know if this is going to be the time. Is uh, the oh uh, actually, I can't remember the name of the card. The uh, pestilence for snow swamps.
3: Oh, uh, oh,
0: pestilence.
2: Oh, right. Something no, no,
1: like no. That? Dead, Dead Winters is a three mana sorcery that does it. It's uh, oh god, I don't even know.
2: Wait, sorry, what.
1: Dead, Dead of, when it, Dead of when is the wrath. There's a pestilence that does it instead. It's a, three, a three, three mana man pestilence.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you can only I, activate as many times as you have snow swamps. Yeah. Um, and it was something where I I remember when um, time came out and when you got the snow duels, I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe. But um, withering Wisps. Withering whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a card where it's like because one of the things Zer always you couldn't really get. I mean, and, and there's actually been even more tools since then too that you won't, you might not even need to dig into that well for uh, board control, um, like creature control because you know Zer would always if you're turning Zer sideways to get an enchantment you're getting beat to death, um, and and I I, mean, I yeah, very much you value get, the grind um, you can get
2: the thing that excels all the little stuff or yeah yeah I mean out of time also
0: hits Zer which is unfortunate that that that's but... the problem with out of time yeah I mean it's a good emergency good button I suppose yeah. but um. No, yeah, yeah. Zer, zero, zero is a card, uh, and this is this is really what intrigues, uh, draws me to decks. Is there's a lot of possibilities, and a lot it supports a lot of different play styles. So I can really kind of tune it to exactly how I want. Um, give myself lots of options. Like, and it's going to require work, right? It's going to require work to figure out how to squeeze everything in there and refine cards. That's that's very appealing to me, and so I think that's why I'm going to kind of go back to zero.
3: But who knows when that's going to be? Read? Uh, I guess last real one. I'll
1: you should do the last little, two. Of, you do yeah, both fine. these,
3: yeah. Um, so last one here is
1: uh TNT. Just because I'm not playing it really much at all right now. Um, played a whole lot of CS:GO recently. I mean, in terms of how much I've been playing CSA, CH recently, which is uh not much turns out
2: I... the last one is cdh <laughs> Yeah,
1: ter- turns out when vintage cube is on on magic online i lose a large percentage of my free time into that one and almost all of that free time comes from playing cdh and other card games um anyway speaking of tnt um yeah i played this one for a long time and i wouldn't be surprised to end up coming back to it eventually in the future again but um i don't know this one it's hard to talk about in this context on a podcast because it's just like I don't know. This is like the entirety of me playing C D H for the most part is like at least in the modern <laughs> format is just me playing Thrasios Timna, um, and always usually always some form of uh like creature mid range type thing creature creature two blocks because uh turns out I still stand by this Timna is probably I think Timna is still the most busted commander ever printed, um and Thrasios is no slouch himself. Two mana, two colors is uh, pretty good, especially when you have, like, extra mana lying around, and, you know, creature decks tend to have a bit of extra mana lying around when you're playing a bunch of mana dorks and cradle and stuff. So it's all good in the command zone, and you have four colors, so you have a bunch of good stuff in four colors, and really the only weakness is you don't got red, and it turns out Dockside and Breach are, like, insanely good and, like, can't really pass them up at this point. So, I don't know. It's uh, one of those ones where it's, like, uh, the reason I stopped playing is because it, was my main tournament deck for a really long time and now i just don't think it's super sustainable in the way that i like to play it as a tournament deck um which is sort of why i dropped it but yeah i don't know it's like a it's hard to explain like talk about the full breadth of the versions of this deck because i played it i don't know i played it for all the way from like initial versions of flash hulk um like sort of proto uh like current versions of what I would have been, or like what I was playing by the time the Flash got banned, which is like versions including like usually Academy Rector, Sack Outlets, Pattern of Rebirth, Natural Order, that kind of stuff, uh, along with Flash and Hulk, um, all the way up to again like Shuffle Hulk, Oracle Hulk, um, and then the entire time I was usually I don't like I was usually toying around with stuff like Paradox Engine or like testing out um PSD styles of decks or like you know some other like Bit more Stormy, did a bit of hybrid testing with Razaketh during a a bunch of those times. Um, And then, up to recently, like, just toying around with um, them, post-Flash ban, post-Pension ban type of TNT decks that I still think were, like, pretty good, and probably are still pretty good, just, like, not the best thing in in its class anymore. I don't know. Deck was good. Deck continues to be good. I think it's, like... I think since Flash got banned, it's probably been slept on for, like... A very long time in comparison to how good it is. Um, I think that it's also—I don't know—I'm not going to get too far into this, but I also think that like TNT is probably on the whole. I mean, it built it built as like a toolboxy style deck, which I think is just correct. I don't, I don't think it's really possible to play TNT and just be like, no, I'm not going to play the creature tutors and like at least a bit of a toolbox here because um, that's like a ton of the strength, but. I think those versions of the deck are like in aggregate, some of the hardest decks to play in the format to their potential um, to like milk the most out of. And I think that like it just slept on because of that. Because it's at this point, it's probably not, if you're getting into the format, it's probably not worth picking up TNT to be like, I'm going to get really good at this deck and play it. It's like playing Blue Eye Control and Modern or whatever, sort of like a boomer style deck. But I do think it's like one of those ones that. If you have sunk all of the hours and required to be good at it, it's just like insane the payouts that you get in comparison
3: to like walking into it blind.
0: Yeah, I can agree to that.
3: And then or, yeah, um, you
0: played a fair fair share of TNT if you want to do anything to say on those. But... Yeah, but he still plays TNT. Yeah. <laughs> That's the
2: difference. <laughs> He's not. I do. I'm guilty as charged. Uh, I think I think your your
1: versions of it are really like cool and pretty interesting in terms of advancing the way the deck functions though.
2: Yeah. I've, uh, I've tried a few different things. I was, I mean, I, despite having played TNT for years and played a lot of different versions, I still kind of felt like, uh, like I was,
3: uh, like not playing, uh, the stacks
2: cats deck. Well, like I, I felt like I was like I... throwing games yeah i'm not um, sure anybody could play stacks cat like tnt stacks
1: cats correctly like without like multiple multiple months of hardcore
2: practice honestly um but yeah since i've switched to uh to my uh, more proactive version i've been uh been really happy and, and quite successful with it too um so yeah i, I do think like Finding a version you're comfortable with is uh, an important part of it and is not necessarily easy for a lot of people.
3: Okay, well, we've got the final one that we're going
0: to talk about. Um, <laughs> and this one we were kind of debating about pre-show being like was this one you didn't really play this much is this one that's really shaped you as a CDH well, a player I'm just questioning and... questioning
1: yes. its impact on you as a CDH player yes, but it I has. think you came up with a good reason yeah
0: um and that is Cody uh and we all have the, a very sh- I mean this is a good one to talk on talk about for everyone because it's one that we had a shared moment together uh <laughs> where we all took Cody to Tier 1 con we all suffered through testing not whether or not playing it but at least playing against it Yeah, um, and it really shaped me in kind of realizing like not just that there's decks that I don't like it's that and I guess I could honestly I could have said this a bit too with Fenza, where Flash Hulk there was a time where I was like if there is Flash Hulk like, and this is right right before the ban I was like if there's Flash Hulk in the pod I'm not going to be playing um cody didn't get to that point but it is one where it's like yeah there there are decks where i i it just (laughs) drains all the fun out of cdh for me um i don't like playing it i don't like playing against it i don't like seeing it it's um yeah it's a miserable fucking deck
1: horrendous play patterns yeah yeah which is sort of funny, because, like, I do think there's still work to be done with Cody. Oh, for, think, sure. Like, for sure. Especially with the release of Beseech the Mirror and the One Ring. Yeah. There's, like,
0: Twiddles. a bunch of the, interesting
1: stuff. Twiddle, but,
0: like, sto- twiddle Cody vindicated, you know, finally, let's go.
1: I, d- I don't think so. I think you're probably supposed to play, like, the actual real Twiddles at this point. Definitely. But, like, I don't know. There- there's, like, some mid-range Cody thing, probably, with, like, you know, tutoring for One Ring and, like, yeah. just having, like... A great secondary backup or whatever, but anyway, deck is just not worth testing to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. Unless <laughs> they're
3: a complete masochist and play with pods full of absolute masochists as well.
0: Do you have like, does you winning the tournament create positive associations with this deck that override the negativity?
3: Um,
1: I look back on the deck fondly, that doesn't make me want to play it. <laughs> I have I have an emotional attachment to it, sure, but it's yeah. not like I uh, it's not like like that doesn't get immediately separated from like the actual like reality of like if I ever pick the deck up, it's just like I I realize immediately what I'm getting into with it, and I'm just like I'm I'm not sure that I want to
0: do this. <laughs> also, I just just I, we're we're far enough removed at this point, and I think it's it's fine to talk about listeners. We when Cody after the tournament, like we had very serious discussions about like. Mentioning this on the podcast, and like we were very concerned that like if this deck, because of the success, and like if people started playing this regularly, that it would just ruin our enjoyment of the format, and that we're like, yeah, maybe we should we shouldn't mention (laughs) this and talk about this deck a ton, but like for whatever reason, like I people just don't do not play this deck.
1: No, it's because I did a lot of damage control on that deck. I'm sorry, I'm not sure if you've like listen to i did a. I think i did a couple i did at least the playing with power interview i think i did i've done another content piece or something anyway i did a lot of like very publicly talking about the deck not being fun to play and that you shouldn't be bringing Uh, it to uh, like
0: look i'm I'm gonna give you i know i know you did that i i don't think saying this deck isn't fun is gonna stop people from playing decks the, in a competitive format. I mean, oh, absolutely like Delver De, like being, okay. So people will, will gripe about Delver in legacy. Or, I mean, maybe, I don't know what the legacy met is right now. I don't think it's oh, really Delver centric. Like, like, I also, I also in, I'm not in, saying... in the past is like, you know, Delver sucks. Oh my God. We need to do something about Delver band days, ban, blah, 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 ban this, And yet every turn would be 50% Delver.
1: Like I, I... I'm not saying me doing like some amount of damage control in that front was like, even the primary reason why that deck wasn't played. I, I would just say like, I, I think I did my part, but also the reason why the deck didn't see play was because I think from a competitive standpoint like bring it to tournaments, it definitely was one of those ones where like you can pants one tournament with it and then people sort of know what's up and then like it gets a lot harder after that like once people know what you're doing. Yeah. I th- I think the deck's better than people think it is even under duress cuz like yeah. I think people still We did a of
0: lot like, of testing and there was a lot of 2v1s, 3v1s overestimate yeah. how
1: easy that deck is to stop. Because you like, I think, I feel like the cultural zeitgeist around it is sort of like the same as Winoda, where it's just like, oh, yeah, you find like your one piece of removal and that just like buys you infinite time. And then, yeah, just like the deck can't grind. (laughs) And then it's like, well, it's like, oh, the deck is historical console and all these
0: cards outside of Cody.
1: And also, there are a lot of hands where sometimes the removal spell is fine, but you're also going to need two more pieces of interaction to actually have that thing resolve and then actually stop the Cody from winning. Like,
0: No, it's. I'm glad. I do think we, it's. We, I do we think didn't. it's
1: easy to stop when people know what's up. I think it's a bit harder to stop than people actually think. <laughs> and you need to play a bit against it to, yeah, like realize sort of that like you all need to work together a bit on that front. It's,
0: it's 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 easy to stop in theory. It's hard sometimes hard to stop in practice in terms of especially like, like, prisoner's dilemma the, kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: convincing yeah. the table to actually like do so.
0: No, uh, I think we I think we dodged a uh, a big bullet. Um. Not having Cody become a massive annoying problem, but uh, yeah, I, I'm because at I mean, least,
1: yeah, at least stuff like Rogsai and like the actual like turbo decks are you know, they're like sort of interesting to play. You have to like actually think through your lines to a certain degree. I, I still don't think those decks are particularly fun to play, but you know, yeah. there, there's like you're not just like doing the exact same thing in the command zone every game, and you're not like mulliganing for hands that look exactly the same every game. It's like you, you gotta work with what the game gives you a bit, um. And at least like playing against it. There's some uncertainty there a bit. And you know, you, you know you have to hold up interaction, but there's a game to be played.
0: <laughs> cool. Morgan, do you have anything to say about Cody?
3: Uh no, I think we uh covered it off pretty well.
2: Um little little funny, you know, just the concept of like we play we stopped playing it because we hated playing it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the reason why, you know. Um Cool. I mean, I guess, I guess I would say, if if we wanted to go a little deeper on that, I feel like it just kind of abstracted a lot of the gameplay away. Mm, Yeah. Like to the point where you just like weren't actually playing a game anymore. It was just like, it was like a a check. Yeah. It was like, do you have the thing you need to not die? Well it, it was sort cool. of a check on multiple levels
1: but yeah it boils down to like a single level check.
0: <laughs> but it was, it was, <laughs> like was a little awful part, that it would do you
1: do you know what's going on here? Are you willing to do what's going on here? Does everybody follow along with like <laughs> doing what needs to happen here?
0: Also it was very annoying too that Reed would would basically ruin the game by playing Cody and then it would he would get stopped and then he'd just go like Dip and do. you would be like, "Okay, I concede," and then I'm gonna go do something else. It's like I didn't You actually, ruined, didn't do, you ruined didn't this do fucking game, and then much. you made, and then you get to get out of it. That like much. that's fucking unfair. I didn't do the
1: concession that much. I did do a lot of. I don't have interaction in hands. So I'm just gonna tab out and watch streams while everybody else plays this game.
0: Yes, again, that's <laughs> unfair. <laughs> it's unfair that you could ruin the game for us and then just get to leave. Um, and it was yeah, just also the fact that like you stop Cody by basically doing a three v one, and then. It's like, is someone cheating? Are they holding back interaction? And then, let's say you all do work together, to you stop it? And it's like, well, now this is, like, three, 3DH. Like, come on. Yeah, there, it, there's no just, good outcome out of, no. like,
1: Cody getting stopped. It's just, like, either we play Magic the way that none of us really signed up to play, like, Magic here, or, like, somebody else just gets to win because they held
3: out or they, like, kept yeah. the correct random mulligan here.
0: Very toxic. Um, cool. Uh, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Gut check. Yeah, check. Gut check.
3: Gut check. Woo.
0: Okay. So I didn't come up with one pre-show. Kinda came up with one mid-show. And <laughs> it's gonna be inspired a bit by Reed. Gut check question is. Oh. Yeah. Which tier two or lower deck are you committing to play in a tournament this year? Oh
1: my god. I can't believe you came up with a gun check during the episode. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's just a way to strong arm you into saying and picking a tier two or lower deck to play to a tournament. <laughs> That's all this is. Um,
1: I, oh did I, oh I missed my Sarac commitment from last year, huh? I played Cole in a, in a tournament though. Did you, you played
0: Cole? Yeah, nice. I love Cole.
3: Cole's a sick deck. Cole's an awesome deck. I love yeah. Cole.
0: So is that, you're um, going to take Cole again this year, or are you going to mix it up?
1: <laughs> uh, I probably should mix it up, but I don't know what I'm bringing to a tournament if I am. Um, I don't really want to bring Obnixilus. I don't know. Morgan, you you come up with something I'm going <laughs> to search through my backlog. Well,
2: going by Twitter discourse, I can just answer TNT. Mm. Uh, yeah for me i'm just gonna take that i think so okay here's the thing i don't necessarily want to make this commitment because i don't go to that many tournaments like yeah if i was playing in more of them burning one wouldn't be so bad but like I commentate for Chaos, which means I don't play. Uh, in those. I was gonna
0: games. say yeah.
1: No, we're, to a we're chaos we're bringing yeah. we're bringing you to a Chaos. We're gonna do this all together. We're gonna show up all with our jank oh, decks for yeah. one Chaos and just like,
0: fuck yeah, let's do it.
2: But okay. side I, bets down I, on assuming who gets the, assuming I who gets play enough tournaments breakers. that I'm willing to do this. I think my answer will be will be magic. Magic, yeah. That, Love that. That
3: makes sense. Love that answer. Reed,
0: do You have a couple
3: options. Not really, dude. <laughs> these,
1: these decks all suck, and I don't want to play them.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, because you're um, lame. That's why we're fortunate mm, to do it. I just
3: haven't. I just like haven't done burning. Like I, uh, who am I gonna commit to? This is gonna have to get edited out. What's I was gonna
0: say you can. We can just have you. This be a commitment, and you can just say "call," and then, you know what, in in a month, you have to you have to think of a real answer. Come back, we'll circle back. I have to this.
1: revise one. All right, we'll we'll stick. Or Cole you know what, for the year, we'll it the year in review, we'll announce it on the year in review. Sure, go. absolutely. Give me a week. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, listeners, you heard that? Where we're gonna read is gonna come up with one in one week, and uh he's gonna be sticking to it. Cool. Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, and this is the way we can kind of get some listener interaction. Uh throw we you know on the on the gut check throw on the discord server what what tier two or lower deck do you think reed should take a tournament and also
1: also if you want to join in what are you gonna bring to what random deck are you gonna bring to a tournament and it can't be one that you're already like playing slash you it's gotta be some new one that you just like haven't ever touched before
0: let's all pick let's let's all just do this our listeners are us and for one chaos tournament and like just really really mix up the meta you know, Absolutely. Just, see, just see
2: how many like wonky off-the-wall decks we can get in a top 16.
0: Yeah. I, I want to see Ian's video of
2: just like this what top 16, hat.
0: <laughs> okay, so listeners, um, I'm expecting your answers as well. Tell us what you're going to play on our Discord server. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. If you guys would like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at IntoNorthPod, uh, via our email at northpodcast.gmail.com, or on our Discord server. The invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. Extra special thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us, work towards, uh, and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to become a patron, we are at patreon.com. Thank you as always to the band Vox Cadre for our lovely podcast music. And to Nate Slumber for our Equally Lovely Podcast logo. Next episode will be out in two weeks. Well, actually it'll be out in one week when we we'll live stream it. Until then, see ya. See ya. Have a good i guess also if you're listening to this it's going to be like in a couple days or later this week but yeah that was a
2: clean outro good job
0: (laughs) bye (laughs)